Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Lamed Hey, we're starting two lines from the top, the third word on the line. The Gemara had just finished telling us machlekes between Rabbah and Rav Yosef regarding the length of Banishmashes. Rabbah had the larger shear, Rav Yosef had the smaller shear, and now the Gemara is going to tell us that the opposite is true regarding a different machlekes, the chilufa, and the opposite, bechalasa, is with a basket. Dama Rabbah Rabbah tells us, chalasa basche kure, a basket that can hold two kur, which is a measurement of six disa, shayla tula, may be carried on Shabbos. It's still small enough to be considered a Kli and therefore is not mukta. Bastasa kuri. However, if it's so large that it holds three kur, asr tatula, one may not carry it because it's too large and therefore is not considered a kli, may not be carried. Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef says, Batlasa kuri, not mishari. If it's three kur, may be carried. Bas arva kuri, asr. However, if it's four kur, then that's too large and may not be carried. Amar Abaye Abaye says, Bamine Demar, I asked this question of Mar, referring to Raba, Bishas Maisa, it was actually a real story I needed to know the answer to. Bafil Bastre kuri, Lashari. And even a basket that was the size of two kur, he didn't allow for me. Unlike the sheet that we just quoted from Rabba, Kiman, who was Rav Paskin like in that case? Kaitana like the following. Tana Nan, we have a Mishnah, Kaver Sakash, a straw basket, Kaver Sakonim, or a reed basket, Ubar Svina Alexandris, and a large cistern that was held in Alexandrian ship. These were ships that traveled on salty waters, therefore they needed to have a cistern of fresh water. So this was this huge cistern. Afal Pishayeshlam Shulayim, even though it has a bottom, so therefore it has ability to hold that which is in it. The Hin Machzikis Memsa, Belach, it holds. Holds 40 saw of liquid measurement. Shame Kurai Beyavish. That's the same thing as it holds two core of a dry measurement. Two core is 60 saw. To Hiram, that basket is so large, it's not going to be in the Kabul Toma. Therefore, we're comparing that also to Shabbos. It's so large, it also can't be carried on Shabbos because it's not considered a Kli. Now, Abai is going to tell us a side halacha. We know that we can measure out in any given vessel a liquid measurement or a dry measurement. A dry measurement actually can fit more inside of a Kli because it actually has ability to be heaped up. Dry liquid measurements can't be heaped up. This heaping of a measurement is called a gaidesh. The heap, says the, says the Gemara, high gudsha, the heaping measurement of, that a vessel can hold, tilsa havoi, is a third more than the liquid measurement. How do we know this? We just saw this, that this big vessel can hold 40 saw of liquid and two kur, which is 60 saw of dry measurement. So we see that that heaping ability that a dry measurement has is one third more than the liquid ability. Back to our discussion of Anishmashas, Abaya Chazil Rav, Abaya saw Rav the Kodavoy Lamayr, if he was peering towards the western part of the sky. Amrlai told him, Atanya, don't we have a Braiso called Zvancha Pnei Mizrachmadimen? That it's Benishmashas as long as the eastern part of the sky is red, not the western part of the sky. Amrlai, he told him, Misavras Pnei Mizrachmamish, do you really think that that Braiso was talking about actually the eastern part of the sky? Loi, it's not talking about that. Panim Hamadim Mesemizrach. It's referring to the part of the sky that causes the eastern part of the sky to be red, meaning the western part of the sky. Rashi explains this to mean similar to the sun shining through a window. So even though that window itself might be shiny from the sun and lit up from the sun, if you look at the wall from the other side of the window, so that's like the reflection of the window. So too, the eastern part of the sky is just a reflection of the western part of the sky, so a better way to judge it is by looking at the western part of the sky. Ikadamri, some say it was the other way around. Rava Chazil Abayi, it was Rava Sa Abayi, the Kodavayi Lemezrach, he was peering towards the west. Is really talking about It's talking about the part that causes the eastern part of the sky to be lit up, which is the west. And the way you know this is Kavasa is like a window. Continues the Gemara of Nechami Oimer of Nechami had told us that the way to judge Ben Hashmashes is Kadesh Halachadim Shetish Kacham Chatzimil. The man of 
the length of time that it takes a person to walk from sunset a half of a mil. Amrav Chanin, Rav Chanin says, If you want to know how long precisely the Shia of Rav Nechami is, If you're standing at the top of Carmel Mountain, which is near the city of Haifa, it's on the coast, you leave the sun there. Meaning, when you're standing at the top of the mountain, it looks like the sun is very low in the sky. Walk down the mountain, dunk in the sea, which is right near the mountain, and then go back up. That length of time that takes you to go down the mountain, to dunk in the ocean, and then come back up, that's the length of time Rav Nechemi was talking about. Amr of says, If you'd like to see the Be'er of Miriam, the well that provided us with water in the Midbar, go to the top of the Carmel Mountain, you should gaze, you'll see a round-shaped boulder in the sea that's shaped like a sieve, this is Miriam's well, and another halacha regarding Be'er Shal Miriam, Amr Rav, Rav says, a spring which can be carried, tahar. it cannot be makabal toma, even though you can carry it, it still can't be makabal toma because it's a spring and it's constantly providing water. Vizehu Be'er Shemiriam, the only spring we have of the like is the Be'er of Miriam. Continues the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Rabbi which is one we've been discussing up until now, that the sky is still red and it's partially dark and it's partially not. Kahanim Taivlumbay, Kahanim are allowed to still go to the mikvah at this time. What's this referring to? A kind that, became, that becomes Tameh must go through a two-step process in order to eat Shuma again. First, he has to go to the mikvah, and then he has to wait for Harif Shemesh, means he has to wait for the sun to set. So we're trying to say that at this point of Benishmash as a Rebbe Huda, a kind could still go to the mikvah, and there's still a little bit of sunlight left during the day for it to be considered Harif Shemesh that the sun has set. Ask the Gemara Laman. According to whom can he go to the mikvah? Elim, if you want to say the Rebbe Yehuda, according to Rebbe Yehuda himself, how could that be? Sveikahu, this whole period of Anishmashis is a suffix, and we don't know if it's day or night, so how could he go to the mikvah at this point in time and still consider that there's a little bit of daytime left? So we say, El Anishmashis, Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda is Anishmashis. The Rebbe Yaisi, according to Rebbe Yaisi, that I told his Anishmashis is Keharif Ayin, Kehanim Taivlimbay. So Kehanim could go to the mikvah during Rebbe Yehuda's time, and then there's still a little bit of sunlight left, according to Rebbe Yaisi. Ask Pshita, isn't that self understood? No, you might say is linked to Rabbi Yehuda's Benishmashas, meaning when Rabbi Yehuda's Benishmashas ends, so does Rabbi Yehuda's. Kamash Mulan, that no, the Shalom Benishmashas Rabbi Yehuda, first Rabbi Yehuda's Benishmashas finishes, Vahadar Maschal Benishmashas Rabbi Yehuda, then Rabbi Yehuda's Benishmashas starts. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, a person could go to the mikvah during Rabbi Yehuda's Benishmashas, it's still considered day, and then there's a little bit of daytime left, there's hair of Shemesh, and then he'll be Tahar. Amr Rabbi Barachana, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Allah Bashim Rabbi Yechanan, Halacha Krabihuda Lenin Shabbos, Allah Krabihuda regarding Shabbos, Malcha Krabiesi Lenin Chuma, Lachza Krabiesi regarding Chuma. Both of these halachas have to go Lachumra because Rabbi Yechanan was uncertain who to paskin like. So now the Gemara says, Bishlam Allah Krabihuda Lenin Shabbos, I understand Allah would be like him regarding Shabbos Lachumra. That's Lachumra because if you want to go into Shabbos, so you have to ensure that you stop doing Malacha at the earlier banish mushes of Rabbi Yehuda, of Lenin Chuma, but regarding Chuma, Mahi, what's the halacha? Ilim Latvila, if it's referring to Tevila, that you're allowed to go to the mikvah during the Benish Mashas Rabbi Yaisi, how can that be? Sveikahi, that whole point in time is a suffix. So we can't go to the mikvah at that time. So we say, Lamed Hayomid Beis on the top, El Achilas Truma. It's referring to eating Truma. Deloy Achli Kehanim Truma, Adeshal and Benish Mashas Rabbi Yaisi, they're not allowed to eat Truma until the Benish Mashas Rabbi Yaisi finishes, meaning they have to go to the mikvah earlier during the day, and they're not allowed to eat Truma until Rabbi Yaisi's Benish Mashas finishes. I'm Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel. 
a different way of judging banished mushes. If there's one star in the sky, it's still daytime. If there's two stars, banished mushes, then it's banished mushes. If there's three stars in the sky, Lila, then it's nighttime. We have a brice like this. It's not talking about the large stars that could be seen even while it's still daytime. It's not talking about the small stars that can only be seen once it's completely dark. It's referring to the middle-sized stars. If a person does malacha during the two benishmashes, the one leading into Shabbos and the one leading out of Shabbos, he's chayvachatas, whichever way you look at it. If benishmashes is the daytime, so then the Arab Shabbos malacha that he did is not a problem, but the one on Shabbos he did is a problem. And if benishmashes is nighttime, then the Mutzah Shabbos malacha he did is not a problem, but the Arab Shabbos malacha he did is a problem. So Manavshach is chayvachatas. Amalei Rav Rav told his servant, Atun, you, that since you're unlearned, you're not an expert in the Shurim or Drabanan, so therefore you don't know exactly when Banish Mashas is, so how do you know when to light Shabbos candles? When you can see the sun at the tops of the palm trees, hang your candle, meaning that's when you should light your candle, because you know for sure that it's daytime. What about if it's a cloudy day? My, what should you do? So, if you're in this city, you should look at the roosters. The roosters sit on top of the fence as it's becoming evening time so you know at that point in time it's still daytime though and you can light the candles Bedabra, if you're in the field RV take a look at the ravens they all gather around together in one area then you know you can still light the candles look at the leaves of this wild gourd plant they always face where the sun is so if you see that they're facing towards where the sun is about to set so then you know it's still daytime and you can light the candles a new halacha we haven't encountered yet. Tan Rabbanon, Sheish Tekiyas, Tekin Erev Shabbos, there were six shofar blasts that were blown Erev Shabbos. Rishayna, the first one, was L'Haftal Sa'am, Malacha Shabbos in order to stop people from doing Malacha in the fields, give them extra time to come in and get ready for Shabbos. Shniya, the second one, was L'Haftal Ir, Machanuyas, in order to stop people from doing work within the city and to shut down all the businesses. Shlishis, the third shofar blast, was L'Hadlik Asaner, was to tell people to light their Shabbos candles. Devi Rab Nasan, Barab Yudan Nasan, he says, no, Shlishis, L'Hadlik Tfilin, is to remind you to take your Tfilin off. Remember, they wore tefillin all day back in the day and then the fourth one according to Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was to light your candles the shaya and the one who was blowing shayfer would wait the amount of time it takes to roast a small fish or the amount of time it takes to put bread into the oven and so it could get a little crusted over meaning to give people a little bit of time he would do it that's the later three the shayves and then everyone would take in Shabbos what should we do about these Babylonians they do it kia trua v'shayvsin, and then they take in Shabbos mitaych merian right after their trua. Ask the Gemara, taking a merian. If they just did it kia and a trua, havlu chamisha. That's only five, and we know that we need six. We say, okay, you're right. El shetaykin v'chazim etaykin. They do it kia, then another kia umerian, and then they do a trua out of order v'shayvsin mitaych merian, and they take in Shabbos through that trua. How can they do that? That's out of order. So the Gemara says, not a problem. Minigavasan biyadein. They just went through the custom of their fathers, and therefore it's not a problem. The Gemara says, masul. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yitzchak, Brei, Rabbi Yehuda taught Rabbi Yitzchak his son Shnia, the second Takia was the Hadlik Asaner, was to remind people to light their candles. Ask the Gemara, come on, who's that like? Like Rabbi Nassim, like Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. That's not like Rabbi Nassim or Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Rabbi Nassim had told us it was by the third, and Rabbi Yehuda Nasi had told us it was by the fourth. We say you're right. That's not what he taught his son. Elo, what he really taught his son was Shlishes Lahadlik Asaner. The third one is to light the candles. Come on, who's that like? Rabbi Nassim, like Rabbi Nassim. The Gemara is going to teach us a slightly expanded version of what we just learned. Tanei Debe Rabbi Shmuel, Shish Takias, Taken Arab Shabbos. There was 
sixth Tekiyos Erev Shabbos, Hischalot Kayot Kirushenu, when they started doing the first Tekiyah, Nimnu Ha'amdin Besada, the people that were standing in the field stopped Milader from digging, Milachrash from plowing, Milasus Kamlach Shabbosadis from doing any sort of work in the field. However, the people that were in the fields that were closer to the city were not allowed to come to the city yet, Ad Shevai Ruchaikim Vikansukulam, until the people that were further away came closer, and then everyone would go cool and ke'echad, everyone would go in together. Why is this? Is because if they came in staggered at different times, people of the city would suspect the later people that were coming into the city of not stopping to do malacha at the shofar blast. Therefore, we had to wait till everyone came together so that no one would be suspected of not stopping at the shofar blast. Vadan Chenius Psuchas, however, the stores were still open, and the shutters were still left outside. They would take the shutters off of their windows and display their wares at them so people were still doing work. When they started blowing the second shofar blast, so now they would take away the shutters, put them back on the windows, and then close their stores. However, the hot food was still on top of the stove, and the pots were still on the stove, when they started blowing the third tekiah, they would take off the food that was supposed to be used for Friday night, and they would insulate the food that was going to be used for Shabbos day, and then they would light the Shabbos candles, and the person who was blowing would wait the amount of time that it takes to roast a small fish, the amount of time it takes to Put the bread in the oven and get it crusted over a little bit. Then he would do it kia true with kia vishaves, and then everyone take in jambas. says, Shamati, I heard that if a person wants to light the candles after the six tekiyos, madlik he still is allowed to light his candles. The chamim still gave a certain amount of time for the chazanah knesses, who's like the gabai, he's the person that blew, blew the shayfer, to go back home to put his shayfer back at home. He told him, no, no, no. In Cain of So, in you've given an immeasurable amount of time for everyone to light their candles afterwards. Why? Because sometimes this fellow lives close to where he was blowing the shayfer. Sometimes he lives far away. And that's not the way the Chum gives shiurim. They give one set shir that everyone could follow. And that's, so it's not true. You're not allowed to light your candles after six, after the sixth kilos. So you have to light them before. So you say, okay, so what did the fellow do with his shofar? Ella, makam tsunua yeshle lechazana knesses brej gagai. There was a high place that this fellow had at the top of his roof, there he would put a shayfer, you're not allowed to carry, you're not allowed to carry a shayfer, or chatzotzeres, which is a trumpet, no carrying it on Shabbos. We have a brass that tells us you are allowed to carry a shayfer, you're just not allowed to carry a trumpet. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, not a problem like kasha, not a problem, one's talking about a private shayfer, one's talking about a public shayfer. A shayfer we know is curved, and can can technically be used as a cup to feed water to a child. A private shayfer, a person has permission to use that for his own child, so therefore, it wouldn't be considered a klishim lachtilis, or only for blowing shayfer, it could also be used as a cup. However, a public shayfer, a person has to, no permission to use it for that, so therefore, it would be muktzah. So it's not a steer between these two brasses. We're going to stop right now over here, and we're going to pick up smack in the middle of the sugya tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.